Hey, this is Adam Penapinto. I'm the pastor here at Hope Covenant Church, and I'm so glad that you're joining with us today. Whether this is your first time listening or you're a part of our Hope Covenant Church family, we would love to connect with you via social media on all social media outlets or on our website, hopecovenant.cc. I hope this word encourages, inspires, and challenges you in your daily walk with God as we dig deeper into his word. Let's jump right into today's message. I'm going to be talking about offense, and, and I want to explain dealing with offense. And I'm, I'm careful not to call this a spirit of offense, not because I don't believe in a spirit of offense. I do. But many times, and I've seen this in what I call many times charismaniac circles, and we do believe in the inspiration of Holy Spirit. We do believe in a move, and we are a charismatic church. But many times we blame things on a spirit when how many of you know you have the key to open a door and close a door? It's called walking in authority. And I don't believe in blaming everything on a spirit. I believe that if you're walking in authority and you don't have to take it, it's been given to you. It's accessible. When you walk in authority, you have the ability to close the door to a spirit. So I called it dealing with offense instead of a spirit of offense because you need to deal with it as a child of God. You have the authority. There's offense even here this morning. I'll tell you, I was discerning it all week long, even dealing with it. Some of it even came at me. Always happens when I speak on a subject, and I've told you that before. You go, why would you shift? I mean, you spoke about Holy Spirit in the beginning of the year and being a Holy Spirit-inspired church, and then you did vision, and you're just going to go right into offense. The Holy Spirit told me, so you set the, the record straight on where we're going and who we are. And now I want you to talk about what will keep me out of a room. And it was powerful. If, uh, if you have a, a library of books and you're a book reader, I want, you, I want to encourage you. There's a book called The Tale of Three Kings, an amazing book if you've been through anything. It talks about the three kings or Saul and David and then Absalom. And it's amazing when you see the difference between how Saul dealt with David and how David dealt with Absalom. The book is incredibly anointed. I gave it to the staff this morning and said, please read this. Spent all week in the presence of the Lord. And it's just amazing. And actually, somebody sitting here in this congregation, won't mention any names like Brandon, mentioned to me, he read the same thing. And that's when the Lord said, okay, both of y'all read this book in the same week. You You need to mention it to the church. Thank you, Brandon, for being obedient and mentioning that to me. When you're a a church that is inspired by Holy Spirit, you need to do everything that you can do to keep an atmosphere that is clean where Holy Spirit can move. Who can ascend the hill of the Lord, him and her, with clean hands and a pure heart? There is a direct correlation to walking in holiness and experiencing Holy Spirit. When you are not walking in holiness, you will block out the ability to clearly hear from the Holy Spirit. Now, I've said this before, that the gifts are without repentance, which is why you see so many pastors that are able to pastor churches when living in sin and you watch them fall because many are very gifted, but the anointing is a different story. See, the anointing can leave. And it oftentimes does where you're now in your own strength. In fact, it's a good way to examine your own heart when you feel like you have to strive. Many times it's because the anointing is lifting because there's sin in our heart. Yeah, we do actually speak about sin at this church. We do believe there's a heaven and a hell. 
We do believe, I told you this, there's this theology going around about, you know, God works in circles. There's no lines. There's no clear lines in the Bible. That is absolutely false. There are absolutely clear lines in the Bible. The distinction between heaven and hell is the distinction between accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And if he's your Lord, that means you begin to look more like him. If there's no fruit that follows, what's going on? We have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. But dealing with offense. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Ephesians 4, verses 27 to 32. Today's message is a prophetic warning. What is a prophetic warning? It's, it's a warning of things that might be coming. To, as soon as you are on the right track, will try and come on to you. You can guarantee it. And sometimes it's not even people that we're offended with. Sometimes it's God because he doesn't do what we think he should do in the moment that we think he should do it. When in fact, he's actually preparing and setting things up in that Saturday moment before the resurrection. There was amazing things that were being, being done like the keys being taken from the enemy. But it was the silent moment. What happened? We're going to talk about that as we're entering into the Easter season. But I want to say this. You can't have intimacy with Holy Spirit when you have intimacy with offense. Yeah, it'll, it'll jack it up. It'll jack it up. You'll start saying things like, God told me. God didn't tell you that. No, you told you that. You'll start spiritualizing things and trying to hide sometimes. It's one of the indications you can't have intimacy and clear, hear clearly from Holy Spirit when you're offended. And you might be offended with actually Holy Spirit himself if he tells you something you don't want to hear. If your God is a Burger King God and he just tells you everything you want to hear, you want to have it your way is what I mean by that Burger King slogan. That's not the way it works. Ephesians 4 verses 27 to 32 out of the ESV. Give no opportunity to the devil. Give no opportunity to the devil. That's what being aware of a spirit of offense and keeping it out of your heart will do. Give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouths. Ooh, this one got me this week. This one got me this week. What are you confessing over your children? What are you confessing over your situation? What are the first words that are coming out of your mouth? If they're not good morning, Holy Spirit, you're going to miss it right there. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth. Not, not, not even a little bit. A little bit. We'll just jack everything up. Let no corrupt talk come out of your mouth. But only such as is good for building up is what I'm saying, building up or is it tearing down? Woo, this is a good heart check. I've been saved 42 years, brother. I know this scripture. Yeah, well, you don't apply it. But only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Because your speech affects others. Because what you say and what you sow affects others. Well, they hurt me. What you say affects others. You reap what you sow. 
Next time you go to get in, and I love this generation. We don't even just say it. We just text it now. Like, for the love of God. I, I just put that thing on, do not disturb. I don't need my phone vibrating with that kind of demonic spirit of offense coming at me. I just turned it off. Some of y'all need to put your phone on, do not disturb. But check out the next one. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Guys, this year, some of y'all need to get that in your heart. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. If everything we do is do not grieve the Holy Spirit, we'll be in good shape. If I'm thinking that in the back of my mind is a good check. If when I talk to my wife, I understand she's a daughter of the Most High before she is my wife. Ooh, that'll check things real. If you're talking to the person that you're talking to and you, the, you know they're, they're a son or a daughter of God, man, that'll put into perspective how you talk to them right there. Because you are going to be accountable with what you say, what you text, what you email. One day you're going to look at him face to face. And if you don't get that right, you in trouble. Let all bitterness. No, actually, go back to verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Yeah, he sealed it. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another. Tender-hearted somebody, you need to ask God to tenderize that heart of yours. Which, by the way, it talks about in a tale of three kings. David went through a tenderizer season. How many of y'all been through some stuff? What's this season all about? God's trying to tenderize some of you. Trying to shape you. Trying to get you to where you can hear his will instead of yours. And you screaming all along the way. Stop screaming. Stop. When, when I change Hope's diaper and she starts kicking, it makes it 10 times. as I'm like, baby, if you would just quit it, I could get this diaper on and we'd be good. Some of y'all need to just quit so God could get your diaper on. It's a good word this morning. It's good theology right there. <laughs> but be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Offense blocks the voice of Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Mark 11, verse 22 to 25, then Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. We've been talking about faith. Have faith in God. Now I tell you the truth. You could say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. In other words, you have authority in that mouth of yours. But you must really believe it will happen and no longer doubt it in your heart. Get rid of that. I tell you, you could pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Some of y'all waiting on your miracle. If you will believe it and ask God for it, it'll be yours. But we leave out this verse, this next one, conveniently. There's a clause here. But when you're praying... You need to get forgiveness in your heart. Anyone that you're holding a grudge against so that your father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Isn't it funny how there's a breakthrough, but God connects that to forgiveness. Whew. Some of y'all bitter. You're going, where's my breakthrough? You're bitter. Where's my breakthrough? You're offended. Where's my breakthrough? Where's my breakthrough? God's going, where's my character? Where's my character? 
It's quiet in this Holy Ghost church this morning. The definition of, of offense is the state of being insulted. One of the greatest traps of the devil right now in our society, get ready, it's political season. It's offense. He's got Democrat Christians and Republican Christians arguing, independent Christians. None of us are acting like Christians when we do that. I, I have even churches that I've heard, and I'm like, my God, you know, you, know you, could be, you could be walking with the Lord, you could be in love with Jesus and be the root of offense if you're not careful. I'm saying, I'm preaching to myself this morning, unless you think I'm waving a finger at you, I'm waving a finger at me. Create in me a clean heart, Lord. Offense in the Greek, it's the word scandalon. It's where we get the word scandal from. It's a trick. It's a trap. It's a snare, a stumbling block of error, an occasion to fall. And left undealt with, it will cause you to sin. Offense is a scam. I hate being scammed. I just got a scam call the other day. Anybody get those, like three of them a day? I hate scam calls. Offense is a scam. Offense is a scam of your soul. And a harbored offense is the sin of unforgiveness. I'm going to say it again. Preach it loud for the people in the balcony that we don't have. A har- It's coming. A harbored offense is the sin of unforgiveness. Offense is a spirit that you give residency to when forgiveness is not applied. How many of y'all ever had a guest stay at your house? And they're like, hey, I'm going to stay another three days. And you're like, hmm, let me pray about that. I love you, but I also love when that guest room is empty. It's called overstaying your welcome. Some of y'all have given your guest room to a spirit of offense. And they're staying there and you have the ability to kick that guest out. And say, do not overstay your welcome. You were never welcomed here to begin with. Get out. There's a time where you have to speak the truth in love. And with offense, don't be diplomatic. Get that thing out of your heart now. When you are entertained, you are giving it a place to stay. And I don't know, some of y'all need to open up the door and go, get out. Not welcome anymore. I forget who it was. There's a, there's a famous quote that a guest is like a, a fish in like three days it expires and it stinks. I'm not saying don't be hospitable. I don't know that I necessarily believe that, but it was funny. When you give offense residence, you end up losing your peace because you are allowing that guest into your soul. It will continue to rob your peace until you say get out. Some of y'all right now are lacking peace because you're offended. You're lacking peace because there's unforgiveness. There's unresolved things. And really, it's a matter of our will. Do you will, do you desire to be more like God? Do you will, do you desire to look like Jesus? If so, deal with offense. Jesus said in Matthew 6, verse 15, but if you refuse to forgive others, your father's not going to forgive you. So the next time you go sipping your haterade or even use the word hate, think about it. If you're hating, you're out. It's what I just read. Did you read that? It's really quiet in here this morning. 
Scripture does not give forgiveness as an option. In offense, and I want to pause here for a minute. In offense is giving no room for their sin while not accounting for the grace that you have been afforded by God himself. Wow. I'm holding them to a different standard than I'm holding me. You know, when I see somebody that's got a critical spirit, which, by the way, many times comes from offense. I, I listen to that critical spirit. I listen to it in me. I, I ask the Lord to show me the root of where that critical spirit is, is coming from. It's always with me that I'm offended. That the line's been crossed for me. But how many of you know that we cross lines all the time ourselves? And a religious spirit will always try to point out their mistakes rather than owning my mistakes. Right now, the Lord is actually exposing religious spirits in each of us. It's easy to point out Liz's issues. It's different, and I live with her, so I know what they are. But when I look at my issues and I get my eyes off of Liz. See, brokenness is when I look at my issues, not Liz's issue. When I, that's why the Bible says, take the log out of your own eye and not the splinter out of somebody else's. That's why I can't stand millennials blaming mom and dad for everything. Blaming mom and dad for everything. It's their fault. It's the way I was raised. Oh, you have no idea what I'm trying to walk through. Forgive or you cannot be forgiven. And by the way, you open a door to a generational curse. When you do that, when you're cursing your own parents and your kids are going, yeah, mom and dad, hmm, as your own kids now, what happened? We didn't deal with offense. We didn't deal with unforgiveness. And we invited the perpetuation of this thing. And that's where the spiritual aspect comes in. It's scriptural. What you sow is what you'll reap. Spirit of offense has literally overtaken our society, which is why I'm choosing to talk about this. Offense causes division. And I want to end here today. Offense negates understanding. When you're offended, how many of you have ever been in an argument? Well, everybody's been in an argument. How many of you have ever been in an argument, though, and you're sitting across, for, and all you're thinking about is the next thing you want to say to defend your posture or your position? You ain't listening to them, and if you don't listen to them to understand, you can't possibly resolve. And God's constantly listening to you. You won't shut up and listen to him. I'm talking about me. You're bombarding God with all your issues, and he's going, I want to speak to you. See, this is the problem. This is why some of us don't hear Holy Spirit. I had had a moment just a couple weeks ago where I was like, Holy Spirit, I am having a hard time hearing you. And he said to me in a very nice way, it was kind, but he just spoke my language. He said, well, if you shut up, you'd hear from me. I went, oh, that's right. Yeah, just be quiet. Just stop striving and just be still and be at peace and listen to me. But offense will block that out. You can't hear when you're offended, including and especially God. So here's what I want to do today. This is a a short introduction and we'll finish this next week. I really feel like 
Next week, we'll get back to forgiving others. But right now, I want to focus on this. Where are you in your life that you are blaming and offended with God? Let's focus on God first and clear that air. And next week, we'll deal with the offense with each other. But where are you offended with God? You're looking at where you're at. You're looking at what you're lacking. By the way, if you have a position of constantly whining about where you're not and what you don't have, you're a spoiled brat. When you're in a position of thanking God with what you have today, the manna that was provided today, you're in a position where you literally can unlock the key to God's heart moving on your situation. And I'm not saying this to climb anybody's ladder and get up in your face. I'm saying this because God's been dealing this with me. And the moment that I change that posture, I have been seeing this year so much breakthrough because I stopped being a whiny baby. Sorry, we're raising up an army in this church. An army of believers that understand the principles of scripture and want to apply them to see God move in and through them. Because God desires that you, and guys, this is a matter of you affecting not just you, but affecting others. Because when you're offense-free, it'll change who you are. But let's do this this morning. With every eye closed and every head bowed and the music playing in the background. What is it that you're walking through that you're saying, Lord... I've been cursing you. I've been offended with you. I've been literally, I've been angry with you about this situation. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for my offense with you. Jesus, I forgive right now. And I repent. For everything that I've been holding against you, when you've got me in the palm of your hands, you know the beginning from the end. You know the perfect timing. You know what I need, when I need, how I need, all of those things, Jesus. And Lord, my needs have turned into an offense. I'm hearing that strong this morning, that your needs have turned into an offense. In the word offense, you have of fence. Offense blocks. Lord, we need to get rid of the blockage between us and you. Would you forgive us this morning so that I could be forgiven? Yeah, I want to prophesy this that next week. God wants to heal some marriages. Next week, God wants to heal some relationships. Next week, if it's beyond your ability to heal what needs to be healed in the other party, God wants to heal your heart. But it's a decision that we have to make that we're going to release, we're going to let go, and we're going to surrender. Would you say this morning, let your ears hear your mouth real loud say this, Jesus. I surrender. I let go. Come and move. Come and move on my heart. Lord, remove that fence. Remove that blockage, that boundary 
I speak to the mountain of offense and I say you're no longer welcome you can no longer take residence in my heart in Jesus name amen listen look at me real quick there are times where you're in an argument and what I do when I'm in an argument with Liz and we're not getting anywhere and it's going on and on and on and on and on and I've drank water maybe I thought of drinking other stuff because that argument just keeps going and going and going and going and going I grab Liz's hand and I say Liz can we take authority over a spirit of offense that might be in between us right now that's where that really it really does take effect and we do we both agree on that even if we don't agree on what we're arguing we agree on that we start the agreement with each other and all of a sudden the unity of us connecting with Holy Spirit there's never been a moment where it has taken more than five minutes for us to get through the enemy's trying right now he's on overtime with marriages Liz and I have been doing more marital counseling right now than we've ever done in our life you have to be aware of this and you have to have Holy Spirit at the center of your marriage because he'll speak to you about where you're wrong, not about where they're wrong. And that's how you can know it ain't God. If he's constantly telling you what they did, no, that's not him. That's you. Small G. You're your God in that moment. Congratulations. Get that out of your house. How many of you this is reaching you this morning? I know it's reaching me. Lord, we seal this and we thank you. There's a continuation. We'll, we'll deal with the rest of this next week. But Lord, we invite you this week break down the wall of offense in our life. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, shout amen. If you enjoyed today's message, I want to encourage you to like it and share it on social media or jump onto our website, hopecovenant.cc and click on our giving link and help us continue to share the message of Jesus across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.